The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories hidden behind the rain, in the fog, in the trees of the Pacific Northwest. But words unspoken, secrets laid tight in rock, is why listener discretion is advised. rang in his mind, rattled his brain, shook the core of what made Tom, Tom. He wasn't particularly bothered, no, he was confused, as if he'd just been told that blue was really red and that blue had never existed at all. First, he'd learnt his mother was not his mother, and then, and then the man, who looked like walking shadows, told him. At first, he couldn't focus on the words the man spoke. He only stared at his skin, the way it threw the light away from it, the way it repelled illumination, as if wherever the man moved, whatever space he occupied was only but a burnt spot on the fabric of the world, as if an errant ember had been spit from a fire and landed to burn a single little hole in the world, which was the man that spoke to Tom. Sneaky, sneaky boy. Quiet and quick you are. I have a secret for you. A pretty little secret tied up nice and tight like... Well, like a present. Would you like to hear it? Like a present, the man had said. Like a present. But it wasn't a present, no. It was a worm that ate at Tom. It was a pit of worms that... Tom felt himself falling deeper and deeper into, and as he tried to shake himself free of the feeling of sinking, he only sunk deeper and deeper until Tom felt warm, wet tears well up in his eyes. One tear and then another, before Tom knew it, his face was home to two tiny rivers running parallel followed the curves of his face before coalescing at the tip of his chin and tripping to the floor. All of his feelings, which had been locked away for so long, came forth. All because the man had said a few simple words. I know what you did to Ben, you naughty, despicable child. I know why you won't say his name. 
I know he didn't run away like you and Peggy had told your mother. And I know where he remains to this day. Did you know he still lives? Well, in a manner of speaking, he lives. He isn't quite alive, though. You should visit him and say hello. Ben. Ben. No one spoke of Ben. Ben was one of those things you just knew not to speak of, not at church, not while out for a walk with friends, and certainly not to the LaPonts. Ben was not the light-hearted subject of gossip, nor was he the cautionary tale used to scare children to do as they're told. Ben was one of those many little secrets that a town is built upon. That didn't stop Tom from dreaming of Ben, though, or saying his name quietly before bed over and over, afraid he might forget he ever existed. Ben. Ben, 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 Ben. Tom didn't care about anything. Tom was the physical manifestation of apathy for all things except Ben. Tom had cared about Ben. Ben was his best friend. Ben was his mentor. Ben was his hero. And Ben was his older, faster, quieter brother. Ben was what Tom strived to be. Ben. 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 Tom LaPont had been repeating that name over and over in his mind for years, ever since the day he'd killed him. It had been summer a few years before when Tom LaPont wasn't quite the legend he purported himself to be. No matter how quietly Tom stepped, no matter how fast he ran through the woods while playing hide-and-seek, he was never as good as his older brother Ben, the apple of their father's eye. Tom was also not as liked as Ben either, Ben who only had to smile, and anyone caught in the gaze of his green eyes would fall in line, willing to follow him anywhere. Ben was a natural-born leader, a king amongst the school children destined for greater things. Tom and Ben had been messing about in the forest, out past old man Alfie's farm, out past the well, out past the earshot and eyesight of any of their parents. They had stepped into the unknown where the misty hills to the west of town set their feet down to meet the valley where the farms of the fort stretched wide and unending. It was in those woods where the ground turned slightly up. His valley turned to craggy hillside where Tom and Ben found a cave. I bet there's a bear inside, said Ben. I bet there's a bear sleeping and slumbering and waiting to eat some child named Tom. Tom stood there visibly bothered, looking into the black of the cave, knowing that Ben was only trying to scare him, as older brothers do. There was shale, strewn about the floor of the cave as if the maw had given itself a shake once or twice, yawning 
stretching its jaw and breaking apart the thin, brittle skin which covered its lips. Well, are you coming? Ben ran into the cave, and Tom hesitantly followed, watching where each foot fell and turning his head spastically trying to see whatever could come for him in the dark, feeling all too uncomfortable and feeling seen by the black. The cave felt claustrophobic, as if the darkness pushed in on them. Ben, unaffected as usual and carefree, continued to bound from foot to foot like a deer into the cave, threateningly far into the dark and almost out of Tom's sight. Tom turned violently as the hairs on the back of his neck raised. Who or what was that? Tom's ears were pricked as he stared into the darkness around him, hoping to hear a shelf of brittle shale continuing to fall, but only heard the windy sound of the cavern quietly reverberating around him. Said Ben, far into the darkness now. Tom could no longer see Ben ahead of him, who was only an echo bounding off rock walls as the cave had swallowed the sight of him. Electricity ran through his legs, at first tightening his calves, then knotting them up. Tom stood for a moment, not sure if he should run or fight. Not sure if something played with him in the darkness of the cave, or if it was only his own imagination running wild and torturing him and knowing his fear of dark, cramped places. Tom breathed heavy, his heart pumping, his legs like two coiled springs waiting to pop. He closed his eyes tight, so tight that he could see speckles of white light behind his eyelids. Run! Half falling, clawing at the walls and the floors, nearly falling to all fours, Tom hurtled himself into the cave past the point where his eyes could see moving too fast to wait for his pupils to dilate to let in more light to show him the weight. No, Tom needed to move. Move away from the noise, move away from what had whispered in his ears. Move towards Ben. Ben who would protect him, Ben who would run with him, Ben who would fight whatever it was, Ben. had been standing at the mouth of a pit where the cave turned down, serpentine and vertical. Ben, who Tom had knocked clear of the safety of his ledge. Ben, who lay at the bottom of the rocky pit, bent at weird and unnatural angles and silent. Tom sat there, his head throbbing, where Ben's hip had collided with his face. He sat there not knowing what he had done, not yet, but knowing he could not take it back, knowing that what had just happened was no good. Tom LaPont walked home, his head feeling fuzzy and numb his thoughts disconnected from the present, walking in its own world of tragic nostalgia of bitter memories and heartbreaking regret. 
The man knew what had happened to Ben. That was a secret Tom thought he'd take to his grave, that he could ignore and shuffle away under a rug. Peggy knew that something had happened, but she didn't know that Ben was dead. She'd been too young to truly know Ben and too young to make sense of what it was Tom had told her, and she only knew that under no circumstance, for no reason whatsoever, was she to speak of Ben. He had just run away to join the circus, to travel the country, to do whatever it is that free spirits like Ben do. He had run away, and that was the only truth Peggy, their mother, their father, and anyone else in the fort needed to know. Tom scarcely felt the handle of the front door to the LaPont family home in his palm as he gripped it tight. He had no recollection of ascending the stairs. Tom couldn't remember sitting on the edge of his bed, staring into the corner of his room for God knows how long, the words of the shadowy man repeating over and over and over in his head. I know what you did to Ben, you naughty, despicable child. I know why you won't say his name. I know he didn't run away like you and Peggy had told your mother. And I know where he remains to this day. Did you know he still lives? Well, in a manner of speaking, he lives. He isn't quite alive, though. You should visit him and say hello. Oh, you don't believe me. Go and look for yourself. Night had come and wrapped its lonely dark arms around Tom LaPont and covered the fort in its swarthy blanket. Tom's neck turned, aching with that first movement after such a long period of stillness. He gazed out the window up at the moon. It wasn't quite full but still hung bright and proud in the sky, beating back a sliver of the night, inking the edges of trees and hedges and homes in a white glowing outline. Tom stood, his knees groaning inside his skin, but one step after another they loosened as Tom quietly padded, as he had so many times before through the LaPont home, down the hall, without a sound, down the stairs and not a creak, into the storage room, no whining hinge noises. Tom's hands found a lantern and a box of matches sitting where he knew they'd be. Tom lit the lantern and then holding it high swung it around the room until he found a bundle of rope. He didn't know what the man had meant, that Ben was alive, how could that be possible, but just in case, just in case Ben sat there in that pit waiting for Tom to come and save him, he'd have that rope to throw down. Tom walked out into the night, much like he imagined his mother had that day when life seemed to take a turn for the worse, that day she'd come back different and changed, rotten inside with some malediction. He'd popped his boots on before wadding out into the wetlands and fields, but still the water found a way into his boots, soaking his socks and wrinkling his toes. The water always found a way in, it seemed. Tom LaPont held the lantern ahead of him, but... He hardly needed his guiding light in the open air, no canopy of trees hung above him, and the moonlight shone sufficiently 
but all the same and out of habit or comfort, Tom held the lantern ahead of him to guide the way. Today's episode was written and performed by Cole Weavers. Sound production and editing by Matt Black. Our theme song is by the wonderful Charlie P.S. The fort is built on secrets and shadows, on unspoken truths and the designs of the long shadows, whoever they may be. But it's also built on the support of its townsfolk. Would you like to support our tiny little monstrosity of a town for only a few dollars a month? In thanks for your support, you'll receive episodes of The Town Whispers released early and forever ad-free, as well as exclusive short stories and one-shots to expand your knowledge of what lays dormant and watching under the earth. Would you like to see, with your own frail eyes that can only see what can be imagined by the goodness of a heart drenched in humanity by receiving digital rewards of the visual variety? All this and more will be revealed over on our Patreon. Consider joining us at www.patreon.com slash thetownwhispers. Also, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at The Town Whispers. And for more information on the show, head on over to www.thetownwhispers.com. of you inside.